0: We're giving our first impressions of Lost Girl, episode 503 Big in Japan. Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 82. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Annie. I sounded very uncertain there, but I am. I am your host, Chris. So once again, we're recording separately from Stephanie because she's very busy, apparently, this time of year. It's holiday time. Everybody's busy. That is true. But yes, this is the the shot episode, which is first impressions, giving sort of our top three about Big in Japan, episode three of season five. You want to start, Annie? Or do you want me to start? Yeah. No, no. Thank you for reminding me of the episode
1: title. Sometimes I get so used to just going 503 or whatever. I'm all- Oh, yeah, that was the title. Okay. First three things. Well, oh, gee, the first thing. Hmm. What's my first thing on my list? Would it be the Docubus neck kiss? I don't know. Help me out, audience. Yes, it was.
0: Uh, Shall so I put nice the Docubuster see- alert in here?
1: The, the DocuBuster. Ding, ding, ding! Yes, yes, yes! Annie's DocuBuster alert. So nice to see the physical affection. Uh, a physical, physical, of af- oh my god. So nice to see DocuBus kissy kissy again. And of course, in that, uh, Lauren's declaration to Beau of how she stole her heart and she'll always have it. So, oh! Just made me squee. And I'm so shocked, you know, the usual doctor hairport and all that prettiness, so <sighs> just makes me happy and and of course, sorry, I'm totally putting this all under the docubuster the the docubus selfie picture that Lauren keeps in her lab. It just eh, I love how that's been already gifted and you know, already uh you know, screen grabs everywhere on Twitter, so yay. I think it's already my new Twitter profile picture. So thanks, Cindy B, for doing the usual, your usual magic with it. Okay. Yes, this actually is my second thing. My second thing. Phew. Ninja Thorin with her throwing star syringes. If you don't have a throwing star or a ninja star, do a syringe. I love that whole sequence between her and Dyson and her needing to go f- to Dyson for training because now her life is under threat and I like that they've brought that plot point back in so soon that because Lauren has defayed the Morgan that she's a threat to the Fae and and is um an enemy of the Fae again so that uh she had to go to Lauren or to Dyson for training so I like that whole sequence. And I love that how Dyson understood Lauren enough to go, well, if you apply the same passion to this training as you do to your science, then, you know, he can find something that works for her and then he can get her into that mode of training, even though that's against Lauren's instinct as a doctor. So, you know, the Lauren slash Dyson bro, the bro, the bromance. Notice I say, you know, bro, nothing, nothing. There's a B B on that. Yeah, there's a B. There's no hot junk, wolf pants, whatever, any of that crap. So, <laughs> from me. Of course, everybody knows that's my endorsement. So, and, um, the third thing was is that I did like the storyline of Bo losing her sex drive. Because that's such an interesting plot point. And it's one we've seen in. You know, fantasy genre television before. What happens when the superhero or the heroine loses their abilities? And I thought that was a neat way to explore it and to see Bo vulnerable again. And of course, I love Docubus hurt comfort when <laughs> Bo gets hurt. And Lauren <laughs> has to save her. So at least that that point physically, but. You know, any docubus lovey, stuffy I can get from this episode I loved. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. There are a lot more, a lot more points that I will talk about later in the week. But uh, like I said, I'm taking the bits that I love and just going with it. Yay! More Docubus. <laughs> kissy kissy. And, uh, of course, the more actual Docubus sex. Docubus sex. Docubus sex. That's three drinks, people. <laughs> so... <sighs> We need the actual docubus sex on screen soon, otherwise Annie is going to spontaneously combust. Won't that be interesting if that happens? (laughs) Yes. Okay, Chris, my spiel is done, and you're like, thank God, so now you can go for it.
0: No, no, it's fine. I also, I sort of had mixed feelings about the episode as a whole, but still enjoyed it, as is my way, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so here's my top three. Number one, movie night. <laughs> and it's got to be horror. Because how cute was that scene? Yeah. That scene was so cute. Or maybe you don't have a, a strong feelings about it because of your strong shipping preferences. But Well, the thing is, is
1: that I was like, what movie are they watching? And I was like, maybe they're <laughs> watching Underworld with Chris Holden-Reed, whichever Underworld he was in, or it could have been... Uh, Awakening, I think. The- Yeah, Underworld Awakening, or it could have been like The Returned, his zombie movie, which is actually a really good movie. So I just imagine them watching one of, yeah, I love that movie. But I just imagine them watching one of those. So I just thought that would have been a neat little, what do they call it, meta moment. So Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: I hadn't really thought about it. But you're right, they didn't really settle on a specific movie, just a genre.
1: Yeah, but um I believe in uh his interview for this week's episode that uh Michael Grassi did specify a movie and I can not I think he said The Conjuring, so something like that. Hmm. So I might be wrong. I have to I have to go back and reread the interview, but he did the he and the interviewer were kind of joking about the movie and saying, "Well, let's pick a movie for him."
0: So Okay, I admit I haven't read that yet. I will though. I will mm-hmm. before we record the full episode. Number 2, this is actually something there's overlap between our lists here, Annie because only I sp- picked a specific moment. Dyson and Lauren have that little heart to heart chat Mm-hmm. which
1: which one because I feel like they had a few kind of heart to heart moments, which one was what well was I mean that, that specifically that
0: whole, really, I'm kind of cheating because it's that scene where there's sort of it starts off with the whole you know well, how do we frame this so that you can do it? <laughs> Where they yeah, start out yeah. there, and it ends up the with... The training scene. Right. It ends up with Dyson sort of, you know, expressing to Lauren that he's he's kind of feeling bad because he thinks that Bo is upset with him. And mm-hmm. Lauren has to tell him, no, it's it's not that she's upset with you, it's, ups- it's that she's upset with herself. So, I, I liked that whole scene. Because yeah. it's sort yeah. of, again, that whole, that friendship and the deepening of their understanding of each other, I feel like, you know... And
1: and their bombing. deepening of their understanding, yeah, through their mutual love for Beau and I think Lauren even blames herself for not being able to save Kenzie, even if she wasn't there on the scene. I'm sure everybody who's in Bo's life blames themselves that they weren't able to help Beau more with Kenzie because they love her so much.
0: I mean, throughout the seasons, there has been a lot of that that's gone on with mm-hmm. all the characters, where they do get very upset with themselves. Yeah. Anyway. And then my number three is Lauren to Tamson. that whole, you're full of surprises, and most of them are absolutely horrible, or I'm paraphrasing here, that's not exactly what she says. But occasionally, you're, you know, exactly what what we need, or something like that. And I thought that scene was pretty great. And I, I enjoyed it. Annie was
1: screaming internally at that scene from a certain hand motion of Lauren's, but the rest of the scene, emotionally-wise, was pretty great, but... Yeah, so I have mixed feelings about that scene. But uh, my question to you, Chris, is what What do you think Lauren meant by you're full of surprises? Or was she referring to a specific action of Tamsin's? Or how she kind of got Bo out of her funk in the previous scene? Or
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tamsin has been basically full of surprises, right? There's the constant reveals mm-hmm. of, you know, she shows up and then, oh, it turns out she's dark. And then, you know, she's sort of hanging around and oh, she's been sent to kill Bo. (laughs) Yeah. Or not kill Bo, but, like, bring her in. That sort of... The bounty hunter. That whole thing. And then there's, you know, where she goes to talk to Lauren in season three, and it's Mm. like rubbing at her face that they kissed. And Yeah, yeah. I think there's fair enough... There's a fair amount of evidence to support the fact that Tamsin's full of surprises, right? She died and came back. (laughs) And came back as a child and they had to like raise her again.
1: And then mm-hmm. she sprouted
0: wings and I think that was a surprise. <laughs> it was for me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's a fair amount of surprises with that. Not that yeah. those are necessarily all horrible, but I can see where from Lauren's perspective there would be a lot of kind of awful surprises there. But um Yeah. But then the line the last part
1: about her being what they needed, do you think that was just in reference to what
0: Tamsin, her tough love for Bo, kind of thing. In that moment, yes, I yeah, mean I think yeah. that is the main thing, and and probably why she said it. And I I appreciate that emphasis again on sort of it was basically Lauren sort of extending an olive branch, so to speak, right? Yeah,
1: and and welcoming Tamsin into the family, right? You know, and it's acknowledging is that what it she is. has a part yeah in that dysfunctional family and then you see Tamsin's reaction after Lauren leaves and that's what made me kind of go oh
0: right Even because after yeah after yeah. last episode where she basically no it wasn't that last episode it was the first episode 501 where she says to Bo something about how important it is that she has a family now and mhm yeah as weird as it is what with yeah. everybody being in love with Beau but
1: <laughs> yeah but, hey, we, we Lost Girl fl- fans love this dysfunctional family, too.
0: So there's our top three for episode 503, Big in Japan. So if you have a top three or any comments about our top three, you can leave those on our website, drinksatthedoll.com slash 82 for this episode. You can also send us an email at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook, where we are drinksatthedoll. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail message at 972-514-7223. Or you can also leave us a voice message by clicking the button on the side of the website, drinksatthedoll.com. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Annie. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.